Welcome to Determined Succeed. I'm your host, Don Malarney, also known as the Unique Connector. And today we're really going to talk about storytelling and how it can be so effective to build that trust, to really stand out, and to kind of really show that thought leadership and how you're you're connecting with other people and to get in front of your audience. So I have Melissa here joining me today. So Melissa, I would love to hear your thoughts about storytelling. Yeah. Um, so I think that storytelling is a very, um, it's, it's quite an overused word and it's also quite a word that is misunderstood. And I think for that reason, sometimes when we don't quite understand or we don't understand what storytelling means to us and we have a very finite view of it, we tend to ignore it. Right. And so I, I've definitely talked with a lot of folks that are like, hey, storytelling. So what does that mean? Like we tell stories around a campfire, you know, like there's there's fairy tales. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like that, you know, I understand why our experiences or maybe how we perceived story when we, you know, as we were growing up. Um, I can understand how that is definitely like part of the culture. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I also understand that when people aren't quite sure how to tell their own story or, or even what makes up their story, it can feel really easy to gloss over it. And then I also think that storytelling, you know, similar to to phrases like digital marketing or innovation, there are these words that we don't quite have our personal definitions locked down. And so it can be easy to be like, storytelling can become a catch-all, right? For like, every possible thing about ourselves or when we think about brand storytelling we think about like oh well that story is about our customers or stories about that's our about us page right but in reality storytelling is is a much deeper and it's a much more personal practice than I think anyone really um not anyone but most people kind of understand um so I don't know if I should stop there and <laughs> talk about oh, it nice. more, but <laughs> well, I love this. And this is where I kind of, even too, before we were hitting record, I was reflecting to myself and thinking, you know, how did I even meet Mel and how did I, you know, get to know you? And I even giggle where I'm like, well, it was because of her story she had online on LinkedIn. And I was like, Ooh, I'm really intrigued by this woman. And I think we need to connect. And I think it was actually even your birthday last year. Might have been. You said how it was like your goal to connect with more like-minded people or some kind of post. Yes. I, yes, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's interesting because I think when I think about story, I think about two things. I think about kind of that, that linear movement of our lives, right. You know, and then when I talk with, you know, I do storytelling and thought leadership and personal branding for a living. That's what my business is. And so when I talk to clients about kind of their story, right away, they're very, they want to kind of jump into where they are now and where they want to go. And that's this for me, that's secondary, right? And then that maybe is a little bit unconventional. But for me, I ask questions about what kind of kid were you growing up? What did you want to be? 
Um, what was your high school experience like? What was your college experience like if you went to college? Um, what were your first few years of your professional um, experience like and kind of what lessons did you learn? And I feel like we're always so um, focused on being kind of in the moment or looking ahead. And so when we think about storytelling, we think, oh, well, that's what I should be focusing on. But in reality, all of the steps that you've taken to get to your current state, that is all writing material. I had an I had an old boss who used to ask me how I was every day. And I would always be like, Joan, like, why do you always ask me how I am every day? Because inevitably, I mean, like it was a nice thing to do, but inevitably we would I would talk to her about, you know, something that had happened to me that day or like a, a perspective that I gained or an insight I gained. And she's like, well, Mel, it's because it's all writing material, right? Like it's all story. Yeah. And so um so I love this idea. I love this idea that, you know, we are not like who we are today. We did not get there by accident, right? It's a series of choices and decisions and missteps and step backs and forwards that we've made throughout our lives. And that's what I think is so interesting about us as human beings. And I also think that it's what makes our professional stories so compelling because, as we know, business is, I mean, you know, we've always been taught that business is, um, isn't supposed to be personal, you know, that we're not supposed to bring our whole selves to work or our jobs. And yet that's what endears us to people as human beings. <laughs> and yeah. so I just always find it so fun to look back on who we are as people, the good, bad, and the ugly, um, and then kind of combine that with, with our aspirational selves. Like who, who do we want to be tomorrow? Who do we want to be five years from now? What do we not know yet that we want to know soon? And I think all of that can be part of our story. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of my philosophy on storytelling is that it's actually not as it doesn't have to be as buttoned down. And um, like, I think we as humans, we have this want or this feeling to just always be like, well, I don't really know. So I'm not going to try, you know, or I'm not going to try to tell my story because I'm just not really sure, you know, who I am or the values I have. And, you know, and I, I think the thing that I always want to tell people is that storytelling does not have to be this buttoned up need to get it right thing. It is yeah. a fluid, it is an always moving and always shifting. And um, it, it honestly is just kind of telling the story of who we are and the insights and perspectives that we've gained along the way. Ooh, that right there, you just summed it up so well too of the perspectives. And I think that's the one thing for me, even as I reflect on my journey of even to like through social media and everything and you know, building a brand and building a network of people. It was when I showed up as myself, when I was showing up and telling my story where people could relate to me and they could kind of build that trust and understand more about me as a human. And so I think there's also to a line where some people are uncomfortable or where do we draw the line? Where am I being yep. too vulnerable right now and really showcasing myself where then maybe is that hindering me, you know, to show the uglies or the bad things about me. So I would kind of love to hear your thoughts on that when it comes to vulnerability. Yeah. So vulnerability is actually one of the keywords in my strategy. And I have, I have, I mean, I haven't trademarked it or anything, but I do kind of talk to my clients about something that I call the vulnerability spectrum because everyone's vulnerability spectrum is different, right? So 
Um, there are clients that I work with that are like, I'm an open book. I will talk about anything in business. I'll talk about my missteps, the mistakes I've made, um, the hard moments. I will talk about anything, but I will not talk about that in my personal life, right? So I'm not going to tell you if I, you know, if, I mean, like one client of mine was having, um, fertility issues, right? And she was like, I'm not going to talk about my fertility issues on 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 LinkedIn. And I'm like, of course, of course, like you, you know, you do what you feel is right. Like no one is telling you to do anything that you don't want to do, right? And then mm-hmm. I had another client who was even kind of less vulnerable, but that's okay. She was like, look, she's like, I I do not really want to talk about um my missteps or my mistakes. I'm already too hard on myself. Um, But what I do want to talk about is the expertise that I've gained through, you know, my current role and, and my role before that and kind of be vulnerable and showing up in like, just, you know, kind of talking about those things, not necessarily through the lens of like mistakes I've made, but just like, hey, like what I've learned and, and, and how you might benefit from it as well. So I'm somewhat in the middle, right? Like I'm endlessly vulnerable about things like business ownership and how it's not for everybody and how in the five years since I have taken Peapod full time, there have been tremendous ups and downs, right? Um, but I don't do things like I don't talk about like my husband on LinkedIn or I don't talk about, you know, like some of the other personal things that, that, I'm, that I might struggle with or might be excited about just because, you know, for me, that's just a a different type of spectrum. And so I think like everyone, I, I guess like my thing is like, I, I think when we worry about the things that hold us back, we tend to get into this, this cycle of like, oh, you know, like, well, then I shouldn't share that. And I shouldn't share that. And pretty soon our line keeps moving. Right. Um, I'm sure you've heard the, the phrase, like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And so I actually use that a lot to think about like what I like to put on LinkedIn. You know, am I excited about sharing this? Am I maybe not so excited, but I think it's my duty to tell people because maybe other people are suffering from the same um, imposter syndrome or worry that I am. If the answer is hell yes, I post it. If the answer is like, "Eh, this feels a little self-serving or, "Eh, you know, I'm just not sure if anyone will get anything about of this. Um, I don't always post like I I just I think that sometimes if you think about it any harder than that, um, it kind of can hinder your um, want to to be more out there. So I don't know if that I don't know if that makes sense, but I always think about it as like it doesn't we don't have to beat ourselves up. We beat ourselves up about so much already. And I feel like if you are operating from your authentic self, if you're speaking from the heart, if you're being honest about things that you want to be honest about, there's no hindrance there. It, it's all about personal preference at that point. Yeah. Well, I would say you can go down a whole, you know, funnel and can go around and around and around and and keep thinking about it and overanalyzing it and whatnot. And sometimes it's like, just get it out there. Who cares? Some people may not even see it. Some people may see it and resonate with it. And, and sometimes I have to tell myself like, this could really make a change for someone one day. And, and you could be making a bigger impact than you ever realized. I mean, it's even kind of like this podcast where I was like, it's not going to be perfect. I don't have everything figured out. And it's like, you just got to take action on, you know? And I think that's the point too, for me, where before 
I was kind of always quiet and kind of buttoned up. And I think that was even too, for me, the more I realized through this COVID thing, you know, there's some positives that came out of it, of just showing up as me and showing up as myself. And even today, as I was getting ready for this, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to wear my flannel shirt because you know what, this is the true dawn. It's not just the suits or the, the things that people may see us in and just kind of get that perspective. Like we got to show up as ourselves. And I think that's where every time I've kind of gotten a little bit more vulnerable, I've built like a connection with people that they didn't know about me before, or it's just this point that, yeah, you're not alone. And I think that's where I've really tried to go even out of my comfort zone sometimes. But I do like how you say that where I don't share everything about myself or I don't share every detail, but sometimes I just share it. Like even when we go on vacations, because everybody needs to be reminded to disconnect, you need to enjoy your time away or I just did one today about my birthday and it was a moment of gratitude for other people. It's not just always too about yourselves. Like you can shine on other people through your own experiences. Oh, a hundred percent. I actually think that that's, that's the most endearing and an awesome part about personal branding is like, that's actually why I dislike the phrases personal branding and thought leadership, because mm-hmm. I don't think about you know, when we think of personal branding, we think of like, ooh, you know, like we're, we're developing this brand for ourselves. But really, when I think about who I'm talking to, I'm talking to the business owner, you know, three years behind me that is wrestling with some of these issues about entrepreneurship, right? I'm talking to the woman that's maybe my age, maybe a little bit older, and she is you know, she has lived a professional life where if she, you know, she thought if she just worked hard and did a great job, she would get noticed. And, you know, I see a lot of this with women um, who are in kind of their 40s and 50s and and older that, you know, there's um, just because of like the generation in which we we kind of came up, um, you know, there there is a want to be recognized and noticed for our expertise and our perspectives, right? But, you know, there isn't some magic person that comes and taps you on the shoulder and goes, okay, you're good enough to be a thought leader. You're good enough to have a great personal brand. And I want, I mean, and that's my audience as women entrepreneurs and executives. I want women to understand that it does not matter. You don't have to be, um, you know, Gary V or Adam Grant or Sheryl Sandberg in order to, you know, to have a perspective that will help someone. Um, All you need to be is yourself, because I always say that, um, you know, expertise is great, but nobody arrives at their expertise in quite the same way. And so, being human about how you came to these conclusions, what you learned, um, what you learned about yourself, what you learned about your relationships with others. Like one of the things that I love about you and, and your personal brand, Don, is you're right. Like it's so much bigger than you. You know, you are so into amplification and just making sure that people know how amazing they are and lifting them up. And like for that reason, to bring it full circle, I just, I always am like, oh, personal brand just doesn't, and thought leadership, like these terms just don't encapsulate what we're doing because we're elevating other people. We're making sure that people know that it's okay to fail and learn and make mistakes. And it's okay to be, um, to, to not be super buttoned up all the time. Um, I think in a lot of ways, 
um, storytelling and, and kind of those byproducts, right? Personal branding and kind of thought leadership. I think in a lot of ways, and I've been thinking about this for a bit, is like, we're really controlling our own public relations. You know, we are defining, you know, kind of what our story is, um, what we want to tell, what what those themes are that we want to touch on in a way that just like great PR teams, you know, they craft a narrative. They, they try to get press that, you know, that helps you build that narrative. And I just think we're in a really cool spot right now, just with, with tech and digital marketing and, and these platforms like LinkedIn and blog posts, you know, platforms and that sort of thing where we can just, we can do it ourselves, you know, sisters are doing it for themselves. Um, you know, that I think like that is such a, a cool it's beyond empowerment. It's really just kind of taking the bull by the horns and going, I have something to say. I know I have something to say that people need to hear. I don't need to be a big name in order to to shout those things from the rooftops. Um, And it's all about what audience you want to attract. And, you know, like attracts like, right? And so the more that you're out there sharing your story, the more that you are going to get reactions from people and and other opportunities. You know, it's not just about, it's not just about, you know, putting content out on LinkedIn and going, oh, well, you know, that was fun, right? Um, You know, in, in my line of work, women are working with me and they're getting speaking opportunities. They're getting, um, you know, if they're entrepreneurs, they're getting contracts because they're, they're more outspoken and they're in the open. Um, you know, they're getting incredible partnership opportunities. And so I think that's where it's, it's, yes, of course it's storytelling at its core, but it's storytelling that actually helps you reach your goals, which I think is kind of what it's all about. And so much words of wisdom that you just had in that. And this is where sometimes I even sit and I want to even reflect back, you know, with you, with your role, you know, you're trying to help boost the confidence of these females to get out there to, you know, like, let me write about you and open up and be vulnerable, you know, but what's even something that pushes you? Cause you're kind of, you know, I feel like in the background, you know, and, and sometimes some people have no idea that it's you that's, you know, kind of taking the word vomit of everybody and their feelings and their thoughts, you know, from your clients. And then you're creating into this beautiful, magical piece for them. So how, how does that help you even motivate to do what you're doing? Absolutely. Um, So I will talk about my husband for a second here, because when my husband and I got engaged, um, you know, one of the things he said to me is, you know, one of his favorite songs is I'll Be Your Mirror by the Velvet Underground. And, you know, for those who don't know the song, um, the lyrics go like, I'll be your mirror to reflect what you are in case you don't know. Right. And so when we got married, he was like, I always want to be your mirror. Like, I always want to reflect back, you know, who you are, because I want you to know how great you are. And, you know, as somebody who has struggled with, self-confidence and whether I'm good enough and I'm smart enough. And, you know, we talk about imposter syndrome all the time, but it is a real thing. Um, What really does it for me is like, I know it sounds so silly, but I remember the very first woman that I worked with, um, which was about two years ago. And she's actually the one who really helped me realize that this could be a viable part of my business. I had never thought about 
thought leadership or ghost writing for anyone before. And she needed some, she wanted to get her story out through LinkedIn and she wanted to know if I could help her. And I said, oh, of course, like I'd love to help. And one thing that I started to realize is it doesn't matter. I mean, she was a VP at a very, at like a fortune 500 company. Um, she had moved through her ranks. Um, she's actually a senior VP. Um, and she still struggled with wanting to make sure that what she was saying and what she was offering is, was right and good and, and helpful. And so I think what drives me is that just like my husband said the bit about like wanting to be my mirror, that's really where, that's really what it is for me. I want women to understand how incredible they are and, and the amount of knowledge that we have um, just cannot go unnoticed. You know, it, it, it has to be put out in the open. And the only people that are going to be able to do that for ourselves are ourselves and the people who just through their talent or their time are able to take those words and really make them shine. Um, and I feel like I have a responsibility to women to be able to reflect what they are in case they don't know, because you will be shocked at how many women do not know how incredible they are. And sometimes when I'm working with somebody and I have a very, like, I have a non-process process. So, you know, just like you were talking about with the podcast, like, I just like to have a conversation and ask questions. And, you know, my process is just a series of two exploratory calls, right? And like, there's no rapid fire, like, I'm not a journalist rapid firing questions. I'm, I'm not, you know, making sure that we answer all these 20 questions that I need to have answered. Um, I love when the conversation is taken wherever it goes. And then like, I literally have a feeling in my stomach when someone's talking about something and I and like, just without even thinking, I'm like, oh, that would make such a good post, you know? And like, mm -hmm. just those little nuggets, you know, I think we live our, we live in our lives um, so intently that sometimes we just don't, we don't even think about what be what might be compelling to other people. I think we think, oh, well, doesn't everyone know that? Or, or you know, oh, it, why would that be relevant? Or, you know, why would anyone care about that? I promise you, not everyone knows what you know, you know, and I think if we could just start there, um, that's really also what I want to bring. I want to let women know that like, you have, you have so much insight that people do not know and need to hear. Um, and so for me, like I, you know, to bring it full circle again, it is, it's really about elevating and synthesizing people's thoughts, but it's more than that. It's just like, if I was just a ghostwriter that it, like that would take care of it. Right. But because I see myself as, as more of a thought leadership strategist, for me, I feel like my very first step is like just letting women know how impactful their words can be. But in order for those words to have impact, they need to get out into the world. Mm. Well, and I love that reminder too, that, you know, sometimes we all forget that no journey has ever looked the same. You know, there is no same path that we've all been on, but for some reason, we always think that since this person's more successful, they're doing these things that they must've took this path. And I got to take that path too. And, and I don't have that knowledge or that experience and, you know, where it's always looking for the next thing, you know, that we don't have. And sometimes, you know, like how you said earlier, we have to reflect on where we've 
where we've been and how far we've gotten and, you know, just the, how we're determined to keep going. And that's kind of too, the, you know, the reason behind the, the podcast title, you know, yeah. determined to succeed. Cause no matter what, we're always continuously determined. And, you know, for you too, I love it when you shine on yourself too, like your, po your posts, because I see the beauty in you too, and how amazing you are and all the, the work that you're doing behind the scenes, you know, and I think that's the part for me where I even want to just shine more light on you because oh, of you. the impact that you're making on those women too, and boosting their confidence. And it's, you know, kind of someone else viewing them through a different lens and then writing about them. And I yeah. think that's what the neat part is of what you do and that's your specialty where it's not just about writing. It's about showcasing them. I really had not thought about that until this exact moment is that it's more, I mean, yes, like I just, I just kind of told you all that stuff about being a mirror, but I've never really thought about my work through the lens of confidence building, but man, like think about, and I know this sounds so trite, but like, follow me here. Um, think about, you know, what happens when you post something super vulnerable on LinkedIn, or you post something, um, you know, that you've never really told anybody before. And, and all of a sudden, you know, through the course of a day, you know, your phone, and I, I know that we talk about social media and the interruptions that social media has and how we're kind of glued to this, um, you know, this, um, it's like a pellet that we we continue to need, you know, those notifications mm -hmm. and the comments and everything like they they feed us in like a very strange way. And so I definitely know that by talking about LinkedIn, like we do have to talk about kind of those other parts of social media where it's like, sometimes in order to get validation, we feel like, oh, people need to comment on our stuff. But for a moment, let's put that away and let's talk about the fact that like when you do share something that maybe you didn't plan on sharing or you were just kind of motivated to share and all of a sudden you have comments that say things like, oh, Don, me too. Like I thought I was the only one that felt that way or thank you so much. I totally needed this perspective today. I don't think that we give ourselves enough credit for the perspective shifts that we can offer people, um, the different points of view that we have, and we don't really know the ripple effects that those things have. And I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to like make it seem bigger than it really is, but there have been posts that I've read. Um, like one time I read a post about um, sales conversations, right? And you'll probably, you'll probably love this because I, you're just like an expert biz dev person. But um, one of the things that I loved about the, the post that I read was, you know, when you are having a sales conversation with a potential prospect, do not go into it wanting to sell. Instead, mm -hmm go into it wanting to know, A, who they are and what they need, and B, how you might be able to solve that problem, right? I mean, it's like the oldest trick in the book, but I, my, my armpits would literally sweat themselves off before a, a call with a prospect because I was always so focused on like, trying to make sure that they knew that I could do the work and trying to make sure that they knew that I, you know, I knew what they needed. 
And that post completely changed my perspective about sales conversations. And now I focus on getting to know the prospect, getting to under, you know, getting to understand their problem, maybe giving a few thoughts, but I will tell you my blood pressure and not to mention my, my sweat glands have, have just, you know, completely done a, a 180 about just like what sales conversations should really be. It should not be nerve wracking. If you're confident in your abilities and you know what you have and you know, like how you can help people, that's really what the conversation needs to be focused on, right? And I think to myself, if I had never seen Laura's post about that, would I be doing my sales conversations differently? And so we talk about like, oh, you know, it's just a LinkedIn post or it's just a blog or it's just a, it's just a comment in an earned media piece, right? But when someone takes that little bit of that little nugget of knowledge and they implement it or it causes them to think differently, they might win a proposal that they had never won before. They might have the courage to apply for a speaking opportunity that they thought they would never be able to get into because it's it's out of their league, right? They might just be nicer to a person that day. And all of those little habits, all those little tiny things, they do add up. And so, you know, sometimes I sometimes I get down on myself because I'm like, oh man, Mel, like you talk about LinkedIn all the time. You talk about thought leadership and personal branding. Like there's so many other things going on in the world, right? Like why, why care so much about this particular platform or this particular thing? And I think what I do is I always come back to the fact that like, we just have no clue the combinations of, of things and learnings that are going to have, a, that are going to change our lives. Um, some at the micro level, but some at the macro level. So I, I think like, that's why telling our own stories is so important is because ultimately it is about I, but it's to benefit we, and it's to benefit we on whatever scale we can benefit it on, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, even to kind of sum up to what you were just saying is it's about connecting with people and getting back to the basics. And, you know, even too with sales, like you just need to build a relationship with people, you know, and the sales will come or the, you know, the future prospect, you know, it's just, it's getting back to the basics connection, being yourself, being you is really how you're going to get the next sale. And so I could talk to you all day, but how can our listeners, you know, get in touch with you or learn more about you and your services? Of course. Um, well, there are three ways. So the first are obviously social media related. So you can look me up on LinkedIn. I'm um, just like for Melissa Rip, and you'll see this blonde, you know, blonde mane of hair and, and be able to connect with me there. Um, I also um, am on Instagram at Peapod Mel. I do have a business account, but frankly, I just, I don't post on it very much. So if anyone wants to follow me on my personal account, they can do so at Peapod Mel. And then also um, if anyone's interested Interested in learning more about my thought leadership or personal branding offerings or my writing offerings, they can go to my website, which is workwithpeapod.com. Mm. Well, I appreciate you so much. And as you know, I started this podcast because I was on a mission to really just shine greatness and inspiration on others and help them show up brighter in the world. And I know you are truly making an impact with so many women and helping them shine even brighter. And I want to shine you even brighter. So 
um, you know, the listeners reach out to Mel and connect with her on a deeper level. And I know she's that boost of confidence that all of you are needing and are wanting. So thank you so much for joining me today. Subscribe, hit play and really shine brighter in the world. So thank you so much, Mel, for joining me. Of course. Thank you for having me, Don. It was a pleasure. Mm -hmm. <laughs>